Join, converse, inspire. I'm your host, Francesca Amante. And I'm your co-host, Stefan Chwaniak. This is the JCI Canada Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our JCI Canada Podcast. I am your 2022 host, Francesca Amante, one of your National Vice Presidents, and I'm very honored to be sitting here today with an incredible JCI USA member that I also am very blessed to call a friend. Um, this is Emily Smith. She is our JCI USA 2022 National Diversity Council Chair. She is the 2022 State Secretary of JCI Wyoming. She is also the 2022 JCI USA President of Greater Wyoming Virtual Chapter. Uh, she's pretty much famous. A wonderful, wonderful JCI USA member. And uh, how I got to meet lovely Emily Smith was through our North American Academy in 2020 that was held in uh, D.C., in Washington. So um, Emily is here today to talk about what that academy um, meant to her, how much impact it had on her, and just truly why she joined JCI and why she is so passionate about doing all of these wonderful roles and just the the impact she's had on not only my life, but um, thousands of other lives. So Emily, welcome to the JCI Canada podcast. Thank you, Francesca. It's nice to be here. As I sit on the other side of the country, um, from you. I know. In Myrtle Beach, I'm actually at the JCI USA National Convention right now. So. so wonderful. She's with another North American Academy attendee. Jenny is also there as well. So it's just so wonderful to see both of your smiling faces after two very long years. <laughs> yes, it's been the longest two years uh, ever, I think. Absolutely. So Emily, as we bring you here to the JCI Canada podcast, this has been a podcast where we want to, um, essentially we've named it the Join, Converse, and Inspire. And I know that you are someone that um, has inspired a lot of people to join JCI. You inspire people daily. And um, I mean, you're the chair of the Diversity Council. You are constantly, you know, talking to people about things that matter the most. Um, and so as I bring you here today, Emily, I want to start off by just asking you, you know, with the North American Academy that you attended, what was that like for you? So the North American Academy is actually the first big JCI event I ever attended. Um, I became a JC because my cousin told me there would be free food at a meeting. Um, <laughs> and so I just like showed up to a meeting and there were four people in a room and it was a very small event. And I think a year, like a year and a half later, I was the president of that chapter. Wow. Um, and I was encouraged heavily by everyone in leadership positions that I knew in the state to go to North American Academy. And I didn't even know what that really meant, but they were like, just go, it's going to be great. And there was like a very vague explanation of what was going to happen. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm just, I want to be the best I can be for this chapter. So I'm going to go and see what happens. Um, and so I went really with, like, no expectations. I had no idea what was going to happen. And it changed everything about how I operate. And I made friends that helped me through the last crazy two years in a pandemic. Like, we went in strangers. Three days later, we were all best friends forever. And then two months later, we went into a pandemic together. And we've just, like, it made us all stronger. And so that's... Like North American Academy just made me a stronger person and leader in general. 
And every day that I think about it, I'm like, I'm going to sit here and cry about it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it just really, like, deep down, it changed who I am and how I think about things because it forced me to look at things in a different way um, from where I am. So I'm from Wyoming. People don't know where Wyoming is or what Wyoming is. They don't know it's a state a lot of the time because there's not that many people there. <laughs> they think it's all Yellowstone and Jackson are the only two things people know about it. And that's not really reality for a lot of Wyoming. And so I come from very a very small place, but I was launched into like a whole different universe when I went to NAA. So it was really nice to be exposed to that and change who I am and how I think. That's amazing, Emily. And I know I know the feeling. I when I describe it, uh, did pretty much anyone, a JCI member or non member that's essentially what I say, like I, I walked into a room of a hundred strangers and yet four days later, it was so impactful that I was able to walk away and feel like I was walking away from family because I felt like we got that close. Um, Emily, I, I remember a moment distinctly, it was probably on one of our first days at the academy and it was an exercise that our past world president, uh, the dear uh, Don Henschel, she was our leader at the academy, um, one of the facilitators that... Uh, our um, Deputy National President Jay Johnson had assigned uh, to our group personally. So when Dawn had done this particular exercise, um, I remember you, when you were in my group, I became very emotional and you became very emotional. Do you want to kind of describe what that exercise was and like just how much meaning it had on you? Because I know like for me, it's two years later and I still have not forgotten it. Yes. So... It was one of the first things we did. We all got put into different groups, and we were told this was going to be, like, our our main, like, family group, I guess. I don't remember how they explained it, but looking back, like, that was my family group that you go back to. And one of the very first exercises we did was where we were supposed to walk through and, like, tell each other things, like, whisper in somebody's ears as they walked by, like, very positive and uplifting things about them. And being in a room full of strangers, you're like, what am I going to say? I don't know these people. Like, what am I supposed to say to them? I've been around them for two hours or however long. We've done, I think, like two other exercises by that point. And you walk through and these people, like, see you for who you are in a way that you don't see yourself. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe that's who I am. Like, because when you look in the mirror, you see everything that you hate about yourself. I'm sitting over here gonna cry again um but you walk through and these people are like here's what I see here's what happens when you talk and like when you say when I was walking through you became emotional and I became emotional well like I remember other people walking through and they would be like fine and you're pretending you're fine because you think you're in a room full of strangers and you're not allowed to have emotions in front of strangers because that's how we are as human beings and by the end, I don't. I think every single one of us in that room was crying by the end. Yeah. Like, Don was crying. All of us, we were just all sitting in a room crying together. It was great. It was, it was, but, like, in a good way, because all of us realized, okay, these people see me for the good things that I am and portray to the world, and so maybe I need to start focusing on those things about myself. Yeah. And, like, that was the kickoff for us, like, as our family group hello, here are all the wonderful things about you. Now go do great things for the world. It yeah. was just amazing. 
That's so powerful, Emily. I remember that moment. I think it was probably the two sentences that stuck out for me the most when I was the one going through and people had to speak things into my ear. It was when someone said, you are worthy and you are enough, that I was like, okay, I'm gonna start crying. Because, you know, in addition to the fact that a lot of us are board members or we've been a president on a, on a local board or we're on national boards, we all still are our own humans. We have went through different chapters in our life. I've encountered a divorce in my life. I've encountered certain things that have brought upon heartbreak or, you know, you lose certain people to death. And, um, you know, that's what, that's the beautiful part about JCI is that there's so many stories that you just don't know about all of these members until you're in a room with them and having this vulnerable moment and this, these, but that's what makes us, you know, better leaders because we are able to connect with each other on a deeper soul level. And yeah, I will never forget that, Emily. And at that moment, I was like, I love her. I don't know her, but she's wonderful. <laughs> and I think one of the big things that that taught me was like, you never know what you're going to say that's going to affect somebody. Yeah. Because I remember one person walked through and I didn't realize because I just said, when I first met you, you felt like home to me. Like that was just... I was just like, that was true, and I was going to say it. And they were totally fine, and I said that, and they lost it. Aww. And I was like, oh, I pushed a button, and I didn't realize that I was pushing a button, but, like, later we were able to have a conversation about that. And so, like, when you're in a leadership position, you you might say something, and people don't realize that what you say really matters and how you say it matters, mm -hmm. because part of our later conversation was – it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal, but, and then they like had a whole story about why that was so important to them. And so like, it's important that what you say matters, but following up also matters because you have to be with it the whole way through. And if you are paying attention, you can affect somebody. And if you affect somebody, then you need to understand what you did and why that mattered. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that person that you're referring to, like when you said that it brought them to tears because you know, there's probably a past moment in their lives where that really touched them, right? And so, yeah, that that's pretty powerful, Emily. And I mean, the whole academy was like that. I remember, you know, from the day that we were there to like, I mean, every exercise pushed us to every um, part of whether it was exhaustion or pushing us out of our comfort zone. Uh, there was so much and we won't dive in too much of what we did per se, because there's just so much that we want to leave for others to experience firsthand. Um, on that journey. However, um, what we can say on this JCI Canada um, podcast episode would be that it was life changing. And, um, and Emily, like, now that like, you know, obviously, we've touched a bit on North American Academy, what was it like? I mean, for example, um, you know, we left the Academy, and then two months later, boom, we were in lockdown. How did the Academy help to like, you know, get you through 2020? Because I know for me, um, when I look back on the pandemic year, every time people go said to me, like, what kept you motivated that year? I'm like, North American Academy. What kept you, like, you know, not to lose your mind under, you know, all this strict isolation? I'm like, literally, the memories of North American Academy, that's what kept me excited and motivated and passionate, right? So, yeah, like, how did yeah. you feel walking out of it and then all of a sudden stepping into, like, the polar opposite, which was the pandemic? Yeah, so I completely understand that in feeling because 
I went back, and I'm from a town of 10,000, where that is a huge place in Wyoming. Yeah. Like, the, the biggest place ever. It's not the biggest place in Wyoming, but it's close. Um, so Definitely. It's not a lot of people, and we're not used to having a ton of people, but, like, we're there's social interaction every day. I'm a school teacher, so I am with people all day, every day, um, and I teach small children who I'm with all day, every day, who, like, have no sense of personal boundaries in the best way. Like, they just want to give you hugs, and they just want to, like, they're like, oh, I love you so much, and all of a sudden, all of that was just done. And I live alone with my dog. So, like, I had no sense of human contact at all. And I think what kept me going was I went to North American Academy. So, like, you, we talked about Jenny's here um, with me in the room. And our other roommate also went to North American Academy. She's asleep or I would have brought her over. Um, but, like, we got to stay connected as a state because we all of a sudden knew each other. I didn't know either of them. Before we went, we met in the airport on the way to NAA and I had no, like I was terrified. I was like, I don't know these people. I'm terrified to meet them. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, these two people are the only reason I'm going to be sane. And I reached out to them and then JCI kept me going. And it was the people that I met at North American Academy that kept me going. We had that we have a group chat and in the group chat it was like okay here's the things I think we need to be working on what are you guys doing to stay connected during this time and it just became this giant group of people who were like we just did this huge thing and it taught us how to be resourceful and like think outside the box when we have to and be uncomfortable but then find a solution like that was what the entire process was about and then all of a sudden we're put in the most uncomfortable situation of our lives and I distinctly remember like a month in and I am so tired of being in my home with no contact. And it was actually a JCI Canada group. I don't remember which group it was, but they were like, we're just going to have a social and we're going to sit around and make drinks. That was and nice. That was you guys. I was like, I don't remember who, but it was somebody. And like, we all sat around and made dinner and had like just we just hung out but over zoom and it was that social interaction and everything just pivoted but it was all because I had gone to NA and I could reach out to people and I had made those connections and I was confident in myself enough that I started reaching out I reached out to our chamber of commerce and I reached out to some other businesses and places in my community and was like hey what do we need hey what do people need what's going on and I was able to keep our chapter probably more active than we had been um, during a pandemic because I was the local president and all of a sudden my entire chapter is shut down and I can't talk to any of them. So I was like, okay, I still have to be doing things. So I was confident enough in my abilities because of NA to reach out and be like, what do you need? We need to make something happen. So who needs what and how do we facilitate that? And so I was able to help them like design a website and just like we got masks to people, we got food to people. We were working on finding local food sources because we have a lot of farmers um, with food, like in the summer, who would do farmers markets all of a sudden can't do a farmers market. So, how are we going to get their food to their customers in a safe way? Like, yeah. that, those were the solutions we're trying to find out. Yeah. And 
I was a part of conversations where I was like, oh, well, I know this person and this person and this person, and we should probably connect them with these people. And I knew how important it was just to make the introduction. And so that was what NAA taught me is you don't have to be the one doing it always, but sometimes making the introduction is enough. Yeah. Like that was, it was just, so that was the really the pivotal moment for me because it changed how I thought about everything and changed how I operated, especially during the pandemic. Because otherwise I probably would have sat in my house and been very sad and watched. I mean, I did watch too much Netflix, but even more Netflix. <laughs> it, it got you out of your comfort zone. And, you know, and I think yeah. that's the, that's the neat part, Emily, because um, I remember distinctly, actually, there was one part of North American Academy that we, um, I'll, I'll word it this way. We had to write like a note to ourselves. Let me put it that way, where we, it was like, you had to write, um, some form of a note to yourself of something that if you were to read in six months, you know, what would, what would you want to tell yourself? And so they said to us, you know, we'll write this down, we'll mail it to you. And, uh, I don't know why, but intuitively I was like, I can't part with this piece of paper. I have to take it home with me. So I put a, like a, just a a random piece of paper into the envelope that they were going to mail I took my note to myself and I brought it home and thank gosh I did because the pandemic hit and that little note to myself of what my promises to myself were and like the couple notes about like you know whether it came down to worthiness there are certain things about like belief in myself or whatever I wrote down on this piece of paper is literally just rereading that a couple times throughout the pandemic is what got me through and oddly enough at the end of the, I think it was after the, the major part of the isolation, those letters were finally mailed out because um, they were strategically mailed out at a certain time. But I was so grateful that I had mine way prior because I, that it was amazing. I didn't, I, even till this day, I have that piece of paper um, and like that, those couple sentences really, really changed, you know, my mindset, how I was running my chapter. I too was a local chapter um, president in 2020. And, um, you know, and it, it was heartbreaking because, you know, all of a sudden everything was virtual and we were new to all of it. It's, you know, when 2021 rolled around, it was like, okay, we know the Zoom calls, but it was so new to all of us, right? And so um, it just gave me that extra bit of strength to want to do the virtual socials, do the virtual cooking classes and just get people together. And even if three people show up, it's three more people than would have been if there wasn't, you know, nobody, right? And um, you know, Emily, I guess like my other question for you too, kind of like branching off of North American Academy, like, do you want to share with us a bit about like what, why you feel so passionate about, like, I mean, you're now on the diversity council yet again as the chair and which is just phenomenal, by the way. Um, what, what, um, what were a couple of things that inspired you or gave you the opportunity that kind of like drove you in that direction? I would love to hear about it. So, um, I'm going to circle back for half a second. I have that same letter that you were talking about to yourself. I have it taped above my bed. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah, so it was like, it, that was very important to me because one of the things, and it actually ties in because one of the things that I had talked about at NAA with um, our national president for JCUSA that year, Justin, was that he was like, well, we have this thing, the diversity council, and it was kind of new at the time. And I said, I want to be a part of that. 
Um, and there was a couple things that happened at NAA that yeah. inspired me to want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend is also an immigrant from West Africa Amazing. and has had not the greatest time with that process. Yeah. Um, and so that's difficult. I live in a state that is not known for being super inclusive and I want to make it more so. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of the reasons I work for a tribal school now. So I work with um, native children and their families. And my last district was also ha um, worked with native children. And so I, I have a lot of those experiences and in college, I spent a year in Turkey, or not a year, a month in Turkey, and I spent a year, like, learning Turkish and taking classes to prepare myself for that. And so I've had some of those experiences that I think people where I'm from don't have because they don't have the opportunity to have that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you don't know what you don't know is something that I, I say all the time because when you're talking about diversity, people are like, well, I don't know why they can't just do this well they can't do that because they really don't understand a lot of the time yeah and so you're just you're very angry because you want them to be where you're at but they're not and so I think my passion for education is a lot of why I do it yeah because I feel very strongly about things but I also feel very strongly about giving people the opportunity to get to that point yes um and bringing people together because it is very important to bring people together. And I'm the chair this year. I was the vice chair the year before, and I was just on the council the year before that. Um, and seeing our organization trying to take steps to remedy some of the lack of inclusivity and things that they have seen before has been great for me. Um, Margo Dirksen is our national president this year, and she was on the council with me, and I became friends with her. Um, Ariana King is from NAA as well, and she became, like, my best friend throughout COVID just immediately. Um, we actually saw each other for the first time since NAA yesterday. Oh, wow. That's and both so of us were like, we're not going to cry. It's going to be fine because we were just bonded instantly and we're from completely different worlds if you look at it in terms of the U.S. Like, I am from rural Wyoming, and I drive 30 miles to a place that has super – questionable internet for my job and like she lives in a city and yeah we have vastly different life experiences but we are really good friends because of all of the things we have in common and so I think it's really important to help people realize all of the things they have in common and like mm -hmm. focus on those things um while still maintaining your sense of individuality and like cultural heritage obviously is huge where I am we don't want our Native children to lose that in my school. And so, like, understanding that there is a balance to be had. It's just a huge, broad topic, and I could sit here and talk about it for 100 years. So I'm going to, like, I don't know if you have more specific questions, but, I mean, I just am really passionate about making sure that people understand all of those things yeah. and helping them learn to have conversations about that. Because I think that's where people get stuck a lot of the time is they don't know how to have those conversations and it is uncomfortable for them. And so saying it's okay to feel uncomfortable and say, I don't know, but like now we need to move past that. And so here's where we're going to go next. That's amazing, Emily. And just hearing you speak and I know exactly the, um, the experience you're talking about that we encountered at North American Academy. It brought a room of like a hundred members to tears 
it was very heartbreaking. Um, and uh, it's moments like that that uh, definitely, you know, it inspires change. And I think that's the one of the most beautiful parts about North, um, not only North American Kind, but just JCI worldwide as an organization is that, you know, we're constantly wanting to evolve uh, for this changing world because things are ever changing and, you know, we have to change along with it, right? If we want to see... Um, want to see that change truly actually happen so it's people like you Emily that are making it happen and I just keep looking down I wrote down all of your titles and I keep looking down at, at like looking at my piece of paper and I'm just like this is just amazing like you're doing all of these amazing incredible things and I remember that moment when I first met you so distinctly and I remember thinking to myself I wish she just saw herself the way that all of us see her and like more so for the fact that like, I'm like, I wonder if she truly believes in herself because she's like built to do some pretty incredible things. And, you know, I look at these like three roles and I'm like, wow. And, but this is just the start. Like, and it, you know, our organization as JCI and just I think in general in this world, like we need more people like you, Emily, because like you're so passionate about just wanting so much good for, for, everybody um and it's yeah it makes me a bit emotional talking about um emily if you may share because i think that this is something that um a lot of us audience members would love to to hear um i would love to for you to share you know how you got into jci and um like the moment that you signed up and like i know you kind of touched on it but i mean i know that your cousin and, and all that stuff but like what was it like getting into JCI? Like, what was your life like before JCI? And, and why, why JCI? Why, like, you know, yes, you were told to sign up, but I mean, here you are years later. And I mean, tell us, what's it like being a JCI yeah. member? So I'm going to get on my bed here. So please excuse the squeaky mattress. Um, yes. I did touch on it a little bit. My cousin was a JC where I am and they had a very small chapter, um, like literally four members. And so she, she had been telling me for a while, she's like, Emily, you need to come to this. This is going to be like, this is your jam. You need to be here. And I just kept putting her off. I kept telling myself it was one more thing and I don't have time for all this and I'm doing all these things. And Um, I was actually in therapy at the time and my therapist was like, cool, you keep wanting to make friends. So like, maybe you should go to this thing. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to. um, You kind of had mentioned like, you didn't know if I believed in myself. Like I hadn't, I did not. I still don't a lot of the time. And I think that's human nature, but my cousin basically bribed me with pizza and was like, look, I know you have a long day. We have pizza here. Just come hear us out. It's going to be fine. You just have to show up. And so I showed up to this meeting because I was starving and I was teaching and I was exhausted and I showed up and immediately got elected to be the secretary because they only had five people in the room. And <laughs> they're like, cool. So well, now you're the secretary. And I was like, this is not, this is not the plan. This is not what I said. This is for. not pizza. And they were like, well, <laughs> not how this works so <laughs> I was like whatever I can take notes it's probably good for me to get out and my therapist will be thrilled that I did something um <laughs> and so it was like a begrudgingly drug into it and I kept going because they actually made me the chair of a project um I chaired the fair parade that year 
And it sort of forced me to get out and like start looking out in the community and doing things. And I like, I like to organize things. I like to do community events. It's something that I've always wanted to do. And I really needed to be outside of my job. So I work 30 miles from where I live in a town that legitimately doesn't even have a stoplight, no gas station, like nothing, which doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Um, but I mean, like that was my life and I had lived in that town for two years. So it was just a way for me to get out and see things. And I, I did a great job with the fair parade and they were very happy with it. And so I got talked into being the president the next year. They're like, no, you're doing a great job. I think you're going to be awesome. You know, look at, look at all this stuff you're doing and it's, it's going to be fine and we'll help you the whole way. And so I just got sort of pushed into the presidency that next year. You sense a theme here. Um, And they, and then they were like, you can go to NAA. Like, we'll help you fund it. It's going to be fine. And then I went to NAA and you hold that, you heard that whole story. Um, And it just, it really did. It changed what I want to do with my life and who I am. Um, And I stay because here I am in Myrtle Beach and I'm doing a training with our international vice president on Saturday for the diversity council, which is what I want to do probably with the rest of my life is diversity work. And like, it gives me confidence to do things that I would not otherwise want to do. And it also lets me see my friends and hang out with people that I wouldn't get to hang out with otherwise. And I have phone calls with people like this, like I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) That is something that I wouldn't get to do otherwise. Um, and I think I've mentioned to you before that like you, even a book recommendation you made to me is something that I listen to all the time now because amazing. every part of my life has been affected by the JCs. And so I keep coming back because it always is giving something to me. And I'm always, I like, I just recruited two 19 year olds and sent them to the second North American Academy because they're like, no, you don't understand. And I just, kind of harassed them the same way I was harassed into things. It will change your life. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, okay, whatever. And they went and they came back and they were like, I am so sorry I doubted you. It was amazing. And like, that's what the JCs can do for people. And that's what JCI can do for people. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to come back forever until the end of time, because it's going to continue to give me, a new way to look at things. That's amazing, Emily. Um, yeah, you're hearing you speak and getting to hear your story and it's, um, it's, it definitely is epitome of, of what JCI is. A lot of us are here. I mean, I should say all of us are here for the people. Like we love people. We love inspiring people. We love getting to see our favorite people through JCI and recruiting new people for them to have an opportunity to experience what we experience. I think you hit the nail on the head. We're, we're so fortunate. Like the fact that we have this organization and we get to not only make positive change in the world and in our cities, but also worldwide. But the fact that we have these opportunities to like, you know, like I would have never known you. And that makes me so sad. But like that I would have, if it wasn't for that one Academy and I wouldn't have hopped on that plane that we would have never crossed paths. And that's just bizarre to me. But I, 
I think that's why this organization is just so precious because, you know, we do, we have these moments where we just say yes and we just, we don't know what to expect, but we say yes anyways. We go, we show up with an open mind and an open heart. And I mean, look, it, you know, the result is incredible. And, um, and Emily, like, we'll, we'll definitely have you back on for an Emily Smith 2.0 episode so we can hear more about what you're doing, um, you know, not only for the state uh, of uh, JCI Wyoming, but also for, um, you know, the fact that you're on the, diver you're the diversity chair. We would love to, um, you know, in a couple months hear about all the amazing things that you're doing month to month um, because we know how busy you are and how much you do. So, um, but we, we just can't thank you enough for, for being on here tonight and for sharing your heart and your passion and your determination and drive with us. And um, yeah, and we hope that you have an amazing time because you are, do you want to say one more time to our audience where you are right now? This is so wonderful. Yes, I am at JCIUSA's um, national convention, the end of year for 2021, and I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's amazing. So I drove six hours to the airport and then took a 1 a.m. flight to get here, and it was the best choice ever because I'm seeing all my favorite people. That's amazing. And I got to sit on the beach all by myself because I'm secretly an introvert. You would never know. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing, Emily. I will. I hope that you have an incredible rest of this wonderful convention. You get to see everybody. Please pass along my hellos. Emily actually just got to see our past national president, Justin. So, Justin, if you're listening to the audience, uh, we all say hello. Just so many wonderful, familiar faces. So, Emily, thank you for everything that you do for JCI USA um, and for you inspiring all of us here at JCI Canada and all over the world. You're a very valued member and I'm very, very fortunate to know you. Yeah, I feel the same way about you. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Emily, have a wonderful evening and thank you. We'll chat with you soon. This is how we do in JCI Canada. Join, converse, inspire. Thanks for listening. Merci pour l'écoute. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or pretty much any listening platform you may use. A bientôt! And I was even pointing at my toe when I said it. Toe.